welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. Because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason. And here we delve into those reasons. So it is February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, if that's your thing. Um, this week, I have an awesome interview with the writer-director of movies like The Ruins and Jamie Marks is Dead, Carter Smith. He also has a new film that's just dropped on VOD today, Valentine's Day again, called Swallowed. So we chatted all about it. We also talked about his favorite sub-sub-genre of horror, his favorite Stephen King novel and film adaptation, and why he loves Mumblecore. One last thing before we get into this episode... If you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. It's really appreciated as it really helps people to find us. I rambled enough, so let's get into my conversation with Carter Smith. Hey, Carter, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you about your new movie, Swallowed. To start, why don't you tell everyone who's listening a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes, I'm Carter Smith. I'm a filmmaker and a photographer. I made The Ruins and Jamie Marks is Dead and Midnight Kiss and have shot for a lot of fashion type magazines with famous type models and celebrities and stuff in my alter ego life along with being a horror filmmaker i also you know take pretty pictures that's so cool so first things first what's your favorite scary movie i mean it changes like all-time favorite the brood the brood okay yeah. cool i've never um, seen current, that but i've heard about favorite, it a lot the outwaters yeah i've never even heard of that okay so first of all you need to watch the brood yes i know it's david cronenberg like 1970 80 <laughs> something so good and the Outwaters is like right now, like comes out like this week or next week or last week or, you know, and it's the fucking scariest found footage film that I have seen since Blair Witch. Okay. So how did you first fall in love with the horror genre? I have always been kind of a horror fan. Like I, it was just always what I gravitated towards, like whether it was, you know, reading Stephen King books or you know, finding whatever I could at the video store. Like it was always, you know, the, the first place that I went and, you know, like I grew up in Maine in a small town and, and kind of like horror was, was something that, you know, I could watch alone and not feel weird about it. If that makes sense. Like there's, there was like a solitary, like I was a pretty solitary kid and, and it like, it somehow felt okay to be, you know, into horror and have my Fangoria magazine. And like, I felt somehow connected to this community that I just didn't have, you know, in my small town. Yeah, that's awesome. The horror community is so great. So your background, like you said, was in the world of fashion photography. How did you yep. segue from fashion to writing and directing horror movies? I, you know, just about like after doing it for like 10 or so years, I was, I mean, I had lots of amazing opportunities and great jobs and and like at a certain point, I was just like, I want to make horror movies. Like, what am I like, you know, I mean, I can take can continue to say yes to all of these things. But like, if I don't make a horror movie, like, I'm gonna like have wasted, you know, all of this time. And so I made a short film that was called Bug Crush. And it was, you know, it was 100% like just something that I did for me. And I figured, you know, there might be like, 
50 people that saw it. It was like weird and dark and, you know, kind of niche. And it ended up winning best short at Sundance, which is amazing. Kind of best case scenario. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. really. Where can people stream? Bug Crush. Bug Crush. Crush. Yeah. You can get it on Amazon as part of, it's part of a compilation called Boy's Life 6, which is, you know, it's not like the most ideal place to do, you know, but it's like currently that's the the place you can get just, just Bug Crush. So. Okay, cool. So you like, you like making movies about bugs. Apparently. I mean, Swallowed, <laughs> Swallowed takes place very much in the same world as okay. Bug Crush. Like Bug Crush was shot in Maine, you know, surrounded by friends and family. Swallowed was shot in Maine. Like it was sort of, <sighs> there's a lot of parallels, you know, between the two. And and while none of the characters or the storylines necessarily overlap, like there are, you know, they take place in the same sort of larger world, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah totally. Did you shoot Jamie Marks is Dead in Maine too? No, that, that was upstate yeah. New York. Oh, kind okay. of Maine-ish though, because it's real, you know. Yeah. Winter and sad and cold and depressing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So the main reason that you're here tonight, you're the writer and director of the of a new thriller that's coming to VOD on Valentine's Day next week, yes. or actually today when this is dropping. It's called Swallowed. I watched it last night, like I was telling you before we started recording, and I was on the edge of my seat and squirming the entire time. Great. Um. Much like The Ruins, there's a ton of body horror in Swallowed. But first, how did you come up with the idea for this script without giving any spoilers? If you can. And if not, we'll just have to have spoilers and tell people ahead of time. Yeah. I mean, I just, I liked the idea of telling a story about these two best friends. You know, they have grown up together in a small town in Maine. One of them has sort of realized that there's a bigger, brighter world out there. And he's moving to LA to become a porn star. And, you know, he sort of has always secretly been in love with his best friend, this straight guy, Dom. And, you know, what, you know, just sort of exploring what that last night together might be like. And then, you know, what might happen if they agreed to deliver a package over the border into Canada in order to send <laughs> Benjamin off to, to Los Angeles with a pocket full of cash? Like, <laughs> and, and how if at every turn, the worst thing that could happen happens like how might they survive this ordeal of a night? And I think uh, also like there's something like I was listening to someone talk about like, I, I don't remember what they called it, but like a, a genre of horror where you like pick one character in the movie and just like everything bad happens to them. And <laughs> they were talking about the ruins and they were talking about the Matias character, who's the one that gets his legs cut off. Yeah. And I kind of realized like Swallowed is like Dom is like sort of the Matias of yeah. Swallowed. Like he is the guy that all the bad shit happens to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so was this a hard script to sell once you wrote it? Well, I didn't have to sell it because it, we made it outside of, you know, the whole studio system. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, you know, we made it with a crew of eight people. Oh, wow. And, you know, I mean, it was, it was a tiny production, you know, made, put together with completely things that I, had access to, you know, like the, the white Jeep that Jenna Malone drives is like my Jeep. That's my car. And then like the cabin in the woods is a cabin that my dad built, you know, to hunt and fish in Northern Maine, you know, so it wasn't, I mean, you know, yes, we looked for some outside financing, but didn't have to do the sort of the normal song and dance of, you know, making it more palatable for a wider audience. Yeah, you've had some pretty amazing actors in all of your movies. How did the cast come together for this one in particular? Well, I mean, I'd worked with Jenna Malone on The Ruins. Mm-hmm. And so we'd always talked about doing something else together and and just hadn't found the right project. 
Jose, who plays Dom, this is his first film. And I had actually photographed him for this sort of queer horror art project I do called All the Dead Boys. And I, I photographed him for it. And like, you know, I didn't even have, I didn't have a script at that point, but I, I sort of thought, oh, this guy's name is Dom. And like, <laughs> he's like a mechanic in this small town and like his best friend is in, and like, it sort of, the story started from, from spending an afternoon with him. And then Mark Patton, who I knew from, of course, from Nightmare on Elm Street 2, and then the doc, Scream Queen, I saw that doc and I just, I was fascinated by Mark Patton, like the person. And I was like, I want him, you know, like that's, that's, that's who I want to make a movie with. So I, I wrote Rich with him in mind and then sent him a DM on Instagram. And that's, <gasps> that's how he became attached. And then Cooper, who plays Benjamin, the lead, he is incredible. And I'd met him before, but we hadn't worked together. And he just put himself on tape and it was like immediately like, that is 100% Benjamin. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Were there any horror movies or horror directors that inspired you while you were shooting Swallowed? You know, the stuff that I was inspired by while we were, you know, it, it was more like when we when I was planning, it was like a lot of movies like this sort of mumble gore movies, like mm -hmm. Sun Don't Shine and Horrible Way to Die. And like a lot of that, like... um very very low budget indie horror stuff that you know you could just tell was people that were passionate about telling stories just going out and making movies and those are all movies that like you know they're, they're not movies that most people have heard of but i sort of did a deep dive into like i didn't even know mumble gore was a thing <laughs> it was like a like a like a little post mumble core came mumble gore and i was yeah. like this yeah i want to make a mumble gore movie like i don't know how much mumbling there is in swallowed but like that was definitely a big part of the inspiration nice there's like more screaming in swallowed than yeah. mumble, mumble or moaning and groaning and yeah 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 <laughs> how did the cast members react the first time that they read the script or that you did a read through of it all together i mean they were they were on board i mean they were all a little bit like Oh, really? We're, you know, we're going to go there. Like this, you know, this is real. Like when, you know, I mean, I think that sometimes you actors read a script and they think, oh, this will be tamed down. And this is like, you know, oh, I don't really need to be naked in this scene. And, you know, from the beginning, it was like, you're naked and this is really happening and we are going to shoot it. And it's going to be as difficult to shoot as it is to watch. And, you know, it, it was very much like, it was really important to me to surround, you know, to just to build the crew and the cast out of, out of people that were hundred percent on board to, you know, with that story and felt comfortable with what it would require. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Jose did an amazing job. He had to scream and be, Oh God. I mean, yeah. To, and, to, <laughs> you know, to, to, you know, he's the one that gets the worst of it and to sort of, yeah. to, to measure that amount of fucked up like, you know, are you, are you at a seven now? Or are you at a three now? Are you at a nine or like, mm. and then to have it be consistent over the course of, you know, cause we shot yeah. that, you know, sequence over, you know, it took days and days and days. And, oh, you know, God. I was amazed <laughs> with how, how well he was able to, you know, sort of find it and, and return to it again and again. So I noticed in the credits that there's a designer for the bugs, we'll call them. So yep. were they real or were they CGI'd? No CG. I mean, a tiny bit of CG. Everything was practical. Okay. Wow. 
Wow. We, Dan Martin, who is an incredible special effects designer who has done, you know, like Color Out of Space and Possessor and sort of amazing, amazing films. I had met him at a festival and we'd hit it off. And I was like, I have this tiny little script and I have, you know, a couple, <laughs> you know, a little bit of money and might you want to like help? And, you know, he was like, he loved the script and he was like, yes, I'll do it. I'll, I'll make these. I'll send them to you. And we can do a Zoom and I can teach you how to work with animatronics because, I mean, we had no idea how to, you know, do any kind yeah. of animatronic stuff. And so, you know, it was like a, like a crazy Zoom call to, you know, teach us how to puppeteer these animatronics, which was, I mean, so much fun. They were, they were very gross, but very cute. Yeah. Did, did they get shipped to you in like a, like a cooler? Yeah. Like in the movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They were in a cooler. They were, you know, with like some slime sauce, you know, to add oh, wow. and some, you know, yeah, it was very, it was very much like exactly, <laughs> you know, almost like it appears on the film, except, you know, of course mm. there's wires and clamps and, you know, you yeah. know, control mechanisms and all that good stuff. <laughs> That's like, so just cool. like I was re I was recreating the pictures that I saw in Fangoria when I was like a teenager of like oh. all of those like blood hoses and, you know, it was so much fun. Oh, are you still a subscriber of Fangoria today? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is there a larger message in Swallowed or is it for entertainment to gross people out? I mean, I don't think that it's, you know, it, it's primary focus is not to gross people out. I think that, that I think that, you know, there's something super interesting for me about exploring the place where like the beautiful and the horrific overlap. Mm, and okay. so while there are gross things that happen, I think that there's also like a really beautiful love story that's yeah. kind of at the heart of the movie. And I think that there's, you know, it, 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 I, I don't, I'm not a fan of, you know, big messages necessarily, but I like, mm -hmm. I, you know, one of the nicest things that anyone has said to me after, uh, after watching this film, it was a, it was like a straight horror bro who came up to me after a <laughs> festival screening. He's like, he's like, I'm straight. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, I, he's like, but I have to say like, this is the first time that I ever saw a movie with gay guys in it. And it was like, I could relate. Like I didn't, like he's like there wasn't that wall like I, I could understand what they were going through even though I'm not gay he's like I don't know how you did that and I was like that is maybe the nicest thing that yeah. anyone has said to me about this film <laughs> oh and then it came so from sweet. a horror bro like the you know yeah. like it made me so excited oh that's amazing well, so like that's maybe the message like the fact that like you don't have to be a queer you know person yeah. horror fan to to you know enjoy a film or maybe enjoy is the wrong word but like to you know <laughs> you know what i mean to to get into a film like this like there's hopefully you know a world where you know we're able to enjoy films that aren't about solely about people that that are just like us yeah definitely i think yeah that is definitely something that we should be aiming for for yeah. representation, and we're getting there. We're like we're, you yeah. know, we're we're taking steps. Like it's 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 happening, yeah. slowly but surely. <laughs> so, what is something that people should know before they watch Swallowed? I think that they should know that because it's a VOD and on-demand movie. I think they should know that they really should just turn out the lights, put their phone <laughs> in a drawer, turn it up really loud, and watch it in a really <laughs> dark room. Like that's what they should know. <laughs> Okay. Awesome. That's good advice. I don't think yeah. I was on my phone that all last night. So okay, good. It was good. Yeah. It was good. And um, maybe, you know, <laughs> it might be a weird movie to watch on a first date. Okay. Well, mine was a fourth date. So okay. that checks out. Will date. there be a, will there be a fifth date? Like, yes. how, okay, yes. good. So the movie did not send him running in the other direction. <laughs> no, it did. It did not. He liked it. He likes body horror and all that stuff. Great. So yeah. Cool. <laughs> so can you tell me anything about what you're working on next? 
Yeah, right after I finished Swallowed, I, I did a film called The Passenger for Blumhouse, which is will be part of their like their streaming films that they do. It's sort of like an in, Into the Dark mm-hmm. model, and I think it's for Epics with Kyle Gallner and Johnny <gasps> Birchtold, and it's uh, yeah, everyone loves everyone loves Kyle, right? Oh my, yeah, I love him yeah. so People, much. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Wait till you, wait till you see The Passenger, and it's kind of like a coming of age hostage road trip thriller movie. Not really horror, but like, so that we wrapped and finished post on, and we're just waiting for that to come out. So that'll be the next, the next chance that anyone has to see something that I've done. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm so excited to see Kyle Gallner. He's in like anything. in everything, anything but like everything. he never yep. started being a lead until recently. Yeah. And this so. is, this is a hundred percent his movie, oh, like amazing. really his movie, which is amazing to, to watch. <laughs> awesome. So I'm so excited for everyone to see swallowed when it comes out today on valentine's uh, Valentine's day Day. yes it's the perfect date movie for tonight so now i just have some final rapid fire questions so i think i know the answer (laughs) to this one but what is your favorite subgenre in horror body horror queer queer body horror like i'll I'll go like sub 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 genre how's that (laughs) yeah awesome Uh, yeah i thought that was gonna be your answer are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again uh, I don't know if I need to see Terrifier 2 again. Okay. I mean, is that fair? Like, I don't know. Like, Yeah, I, I mean, you it's, know, your, it's I mean, your opinion. I saw it. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen either because I hear they're pretty brutal. So I was like, yeah, skip. they're pretty, like, they're pretty brutal. And like, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I saw it once. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was feeling yesterday. I was like, oh, I should watch them once just to say I saw them. But I don't, I haven't gone there yet. So. Yeah. You need yeah. to be in the right headspace. Yeah. <laughs> what horror movies are you most looking forward to seeing in 2023? I am super excited for The Outwaters, which is Robbie Banfitch's found footage movie that comes out like it will come out, just come out before this. And it's a film that I saw at a festival and it is 100% like DIY, like fucked up cosmic found footage horror that like left me like dizzy and nauseous for like days. It was, oh. it was amazing. Yeah. The outwaters. Okay. What's um, it about? I, I, it's about these four friends that go out to the desert to like film a music video and that, you know, what happens to them in this sort of like weird cosmic rift of something. I don't even understand it, but I, <laughs> I, I love when a film physically affects me like that in a way that, that is just like, it's harder and harder to find. Yeah. <laughs> If you could remake or reboot one horror movie, which one would it be? Cujo, maybe? Okay. I love Cujo. I love <laughs> that trapped in the car and that hot baking sun with that dog. Like, I think that'd be so much fun. Nice. I've never seen the original, but... <gasps> what? I think I would be on Cujo's side. I love animals. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, but that's part of the fun of it. Like, that's part of like, <laughs> th- there's like this weird conflicted thing where like, you know, it's just a dog, he's rabid. Like, it's not like, he's not a demon. Like, so there yeah. is, that's the moral ambiguity of that is 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 super interesting. Yeah. So and Dee Stone is amazing. <laughs> so since you're from Maine, what is your favorite Stephen King novel slash movie adaptation? My favorite novel is probably, I would have said The Salem's Lot up until a couple of years ago, I reread The Shining. And The Shining is just such a perfect novel. Like, you know, yes, there's the movie and the movie is great, but the novel is like a master storyteller telling a story that like, you know, just is incomparable in how it's told. And for the film adaptation, 
Okay, this is kind of a left field one, and it's not necessarily my favorite, but it is. It's a short story that I love of his, and it's called The Raft. Oh, it's I haven't fr- heard of it. Uh, it's from, I think it's in Night Shift, and it's it was made into a, it, they made it, it was included in, I think, Creep Show 2, the okay. movie. And it wasn't really all that well done, but like, it's kind of a fun one. Right. I might want to do that instead of Cujo, but like, I don't know. <laughs> I would do awesome. either. <laughs> so my final question is, and this came from, I started this podcast during quarantine and lockdown and all that. So if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? Oh God. I mean, Mark Patton. Do I get to say Mark Patton as rich and swallowed? I mean, do- is he a villain though? I mean, you know, he's as much of a villain as we have in the movie. Like he, you know, I would say him. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that we, we like, we could make cocktails <laughs> and we could tell stories about Hollywood and like. I think that, you know, I think that Rich would be kind of fun to be locked down with. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you online if you're if you have social media or where they yeah. can find all your movies? Yeah. So easiest place to find me online is alldeadboys.com. There's like a I send out a, a weekly newsletter thing, which is like kind of the the easiest way to stay in touch. And you can sign up on all on alldeadboys.com and you know, Instagram. It's it's long all underscore the underscore dead underscore boys, uh, which is like a mouthful and a half. But and then you know people can watch Swallowed like wherever you rent or buy movies, the Amazons and the iTunes and all those good places. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being here, and best of luck with the release net today. <laughs> today, okay, yeah. Thank you so much for talking to me. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There? I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Carter Smith, and thanks again to Carter for coming on. I'll leave links to his socials and where you can rent Swallowed in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod. We're on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendation, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at Who's There PC at gmail.com. Until next time, stay scary and get boosted. Mm-hmm.